here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. Rob McCarron. Pyro, Michael Cole. Oh my God, is that? Oh, it's the demon. The demon has returned. Jeff Hawkins. Choke slam, and that's it. There you go. You're listening to Shake Them Ropes with Rob McCarron and Jeff Hawkins. I hear people say that we are devious, that we break the rules and we don't have to. But do you know it is just like when you are driving down the freeway. You can break the speed limit as long as you don't get caught. Sure, we might bend the rules to the limit, but we have everything in the world to do this for. We are the world's tag team champions. Rest in peace, Derry. It's the end of an era. So we do our number one match on the top 100, Undertaker and Shawn Michaels from WrestleMania's 25th anniversary. Yeah. Lots of, yeah. Lots of big men doing bad things on Raw. Easy come, easy go, as the WWE SmackDown women's title goes back to Alexa Bliss. The New Day are hosting WrestleMania. Is that an honor or an indication of a lack of planning? And oh no, Cassius Ono reemerges in NXT. What does this mean for Tino Sabatelli? I'm Jeff Hawkins. For fans of Shake Them Ropes continuity, if you followed me into my occasional stints at AfterBuzz, I was on the No Mercy After Show. I did the post-pay-per-view show with a young trainee from Santino Brothers Wrestling Academy who works as Heather Monroe. That was Nia Jax's victim on Monday Night Raw. I thought that was kind of cool. Good to see her get the spot. Your host, as always, Rob McCarron. And Rob, are they listening to my criticisms over at the WWE? Because on both Raw and SmackDown, people were talking into the camera. It was amazing. They might be trying something different, but I want to I wanna get into the fact that you thought of bringing up like as a 15 minutes of fame type deal that you were once on a YouTube <laughs> video no, show you know with what? a I, girl who got killed by Nia Jax on raw this week. I, you know, I like seeing people that I've met and worked on the with. way up on the way up. I like that. Up. I, I, I mean, I have plenty of friends who do commercials and people yeah. think that's a mm-hmm. big deal and I could talk about that all day, but I don't want to, but it's, it's rare I see friends on wrestling shows doing something, so I think that's kind of cool. They are on the way up. Yeah, there's a lot, actually. Uh, I was going through the list of potential topics for the show, and there was a lot. There's a lot to get into. Uh, we start off with the follow-up of last week's first topic on the show. There was no Emelina this week. No. And no Emma. No. None either. How long until she comes back? 17 weeks. <laughs> I mean, it's got to be after WrestleMania at this point, right? You just It was just such a weird time to even bring her back for anything, regardless of what they were going to do with her. Um, I, I, I would love to see Emma back, but and this is kind of when she showed up last year. I, you know what? Winds up in the uh, 10-man tag. I just don't know what, what there is for her. This, she may not this show up till she re-debuts on SmackDown after she's traded. SmackDown probably is the spot for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, SmackDown would be a good spot right now because uh, as SmackDown opened up, um, Naomi, you know, we we talked about was it now or never and and all the times that injury or just lack of 
you know, care about her as a personality from from anyone who was planning Raw or SmackDown. Uh, she's she's been pushed back a little bit in her career, and she had title matches before, and she would either lose them or get injured before them before big plan pushes. And it was now or never, and she ends up winning the women's championship uh, on the last SmackDown pay per view, the Elimination Chamber. And and it's like finally, you know, this is here. They're going to do something, and and she's prime for a pretty big important spot going into WrestleMania. And then of course this injury happens, allegedly. and she has to give up. Allegedly, yeah, because there's a lot of uh, is it real? Is it a storyline? Will she be going after Alexa Bliss? Will it be a miracle comeback? And you know, is her and Alexa Bliss at WrestleMania or something? Um, but if this is a big, if this is an actual career setback. This is hurtful because she finally wins the title great, but she doesn't get to enjoy the run with it. She doesn't get to enjoy the solo spotlight headed into TV uh, each and every week in some type of program. Uh, what did what were you thinking as Naomi comes out to start SmackDown? Pretty important spot, dropping the women's championship. I think they're going to put it on her at WrestleMania for the hometown moment, and I think that means Bailey's not getting coordinated. I think that means Charlotte's winning it at WrestleMania. That's what I thought. I, I didn't think very much of the injury. I don't think it's even. I don't even know if it is an injury. I, if it is, I don't think it's serious. I hope it's build not. Up some extra sympathy, possibly, because you can't build up sympathy yes. for someone who already has the championship if they want to make it a big moment. Yes. And if that's the case, then why uh, why win it? At uh, Elimination Chamber, does that actually help the sympathetic story that she finally got the big one and had to give away the championship because of a fluke injury? I don't know if it helps the story. I think it was just probably an idea that they had. I, I don't, you know, I'm not viewing it. I mean, if if you wanted me to go hardcore cynical, I'd, I'd say not. they let her. You you okay. went uh, you went pretty hardcore cynical in a lot of different things. You went hardcore cynical on this one, and maybe it wasn't hardcore. With the fact that no. the 30-day title defense part. Oh, oh, on Twitter? Yeah. Well, I mean, it was just interesting that they brought that up after, you know, not enforcing it on three of their champions on this show and a couple on Raw, and now it's all of a sudden a thing. That's all. And that but was have they cynical. really And you know what? Really I wasn't, hold on, it. hold on, hold on. You called me cynical for that. I just thought it was interesting, and then someone else took it as cynical and called me, oh, now you have something to complain about. I was like, I'm not really complaining. I just found it interesting at the time. Such a complainer you are. Oh yeah, that's me, just whining and whining and whining. You are no, a, uh, I, I, I just, I, I think, you know what? I just don't think they had anything really planned, and they just decided, you know what? We're not going to put the belt on Bailey at WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. Let's do it with, uh, let's do it with Naomi. How do we get out of this? Well, we'll just say she was injured, and maybe she did tweak her knee. Some evidence that that is what we're kind of in for is the fact that they did Alexa Bliss and Becky Lynch. They didn't just give the title to anyone. That was cool. They had the match, Alexa Bliss versus Becky Lynch, the last two champions, battle it out to see who would become the new women's champion, and Becky Lynch loses. So mm -hmm. Alexa Bliss uh, primed at the top of the castle there. Uh, no one else really in line for it, and as we'll talk about a little bit later, uh, you have Nikki Bella and you have Maurice, and you have Natalia all involved in other things. Uh, so, yeah, Naomi getting the women's championship spot seems to make the most sense if uh, and, and hey, we're we're quite a bit away. We're 40 days still, I think, away from the time we're recording this to actual WrestleMania. So there is plenty of time. I think you're getting two four ways to the women's titles. Yeah. And what would be I the four way on SmackDown? You think you keep Becky Lynch involved and who else? 
Yeah, you, you, Emma? Cause she, she, no, because she got cheated out of this one by the throat punch and the, and the holding of the tight. Yes, Mickey yeah. James. Yeah. yeah. James. It would be cool to see what Mickey James does, uh, you know, with all these, you know, Kelly Kelly, rumors of her coming back, uh, you know, reaching out to others, Katie Lee Birchall, uh, who's the one on oh, Victoria, Victoria coming back. Um, I, I'd be interested to see if Mickey James plays any part, if there is some type of storyline headed into WrestleMania with like the, the Divas division of the past versus the current women's division. If they do something there, what side Mickey James takes? Am I the only one thinking about that? I, my biggest thing right now on WWE TV is which side will Mickey James take? <laughs> she'll, she'll be on the legend side. Okay. And she is a legend. She's a legend. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. Um, and then, of course, all the legends will have full-time deals and they'll all be current women's division wrestlers again. It yes. Happens. It happens. I thought, uh, hold on. Well, well before you but, move on, I thought SmackDown what? this week did a great job on the women's division. Oh, yeah. I mean, most of that show that, was the women's division. I thought oh, that no, was it, great. It was very cool. And the, and the thing is, you don't even think about that or realize it until after the fact because SmackDown's been doing a really good job of, you know, there aren't you don't have the cruiserweights like on raw, like on raw, you notice when something is different because they force it down your throat. The ropes are purple. The lights are different and it's the cruiserweight time. You have different graphics where SmackDown, the, the show just flows. You go from the heavyweights to the tag teams, to the women's division back and forth. They're all part of one team. They're all part of one show. Whereas raw doesn't do that. Everything is caption um, captioned to where it's completely different. And I, I don't like the completely different. I want this two hours to flow by. I don't want three hours that feels like I'm watching, you know, 12 segments. I feel it must be brought up since you sort of brought it up. Are you still down on the Usos? Because I thought their promo was pretty darn good. Um, I just, I'm over the Usos. I, I don't think anything's ever going to be able to bring me back into the Usos. I've just given up on whatever they do. And, and that isn't, you know, I, you could say that's my fault and I should have an open mind on them. I'm just never going to care about the Usos. Never, ever, 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 never. Okay. Starting to not care about the uh, the old American Alpha either. They got to be careful. Mm. Now, this week wasn't the week for it. American Alpha has been doing some cool stuff. But they need to be... They're fun in the ring. They really are. I don't know what's missing about them. They're really bad baby faces. Yeah, I'm gonna say it. They're really bad, but they're better as bullies. They're better as jock heels than they are as as white meat baby faces. Especially if you watch backstage vignettes like the one they did with Fandango uh, for w for WWE.com. Yeah, you forget too. They got over as as feet as uh, heels at first. They weren't baby faces right off the bat. Like it was cool segments. Like Chad Gable was looking for this you know tag team partner, and jo- Jason Jordan was the one. He kept trying to recruit him, and Jason Jordan would say no. But they were heels at the start. Mm-hmm. And that's how they got over. And then they became baby faces because they were getting over so well. Um, and that's kind of one of those things about the NXT transition into WWE that doesn't always work out is someone gets over because of a certain aspect and then they just come onto WWE TV without, and they're those characters where they left off in NXT as if everyone knows who they are. You don't let them, you didn't let Bailey come up and try to capture the magic again. You know, do what she did in NXT to get over. Do that again on WWE TV so it gets over. Instead, you're just hoping the audience already knows that she's popular or already yeah, knows there, why there, they there's the ass, There's the assumption, and, and the assumption's not there if you've watched almost any NXT act that wasn't already a big deal come up. Yeah, like all 4 million people who watch Raw on Monday nights are going to know what NXT was doing week in and week out. They probably, you know, 4 million people 
a third of them might actually watch the takeovers at some point, but you're getting, you have 1.5 what million subscribers right now on the WWE network. That's all you got. And not even all of them are going to be watching these takeover specials. Not everyone knows what's happening in WWE and NXT at all times. No, no, they're watching Holy Foley. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> that's why the numbers have gone up. No, they're too busy like, oh, I don't need to watch Holy Foley. I can watch the Chrisleys on USA for free. <laughs> that's why. Uh, but no, I, I like the SmackDown show. I don't know, why don't we just start there then? I, I like the SmackDown show quite a bit. Um, I, I The Naomi stuff was interesting. Like I actually caught that late. I started SmackDown late. Uh, so I didn't know what was going on. I found out the Naomi stuff from Twitter. I'm like, what? what's happening with Naomi? Uh, so I found out that yeah. that was interesting. Uh, the tag team match we had uh, the setup and it's, you know, they started it off in full gear uh, this week with the John Cena and Nikki Bella versus Miz and Maurice. And now we have next week on SmackDown Miz TV with John Cena. Uh, so they're kicking that off into full gear right now. Yeah. Alexa Bliss was fantastic as Alexa usual. Bliss. Well, she's great. I mean, I'm saying uh, right now she's been the best woman on TV on both brands. Yeah, I really enjoyed this Nikki Natalia false count anywhere match. I mean, this at first it was just Natty taking some horrendous, horrendous bumps, like that one on the table where the table just didn't break. Oof. And I mean, and then Nikki started taking bumps of her own. I was just like that, and and I loved the Maurice running. I did. Yeah. I, I I was actually disappointed by the battle royal in many ways, but one of the more disappointing aspects of it was that John Cena went after Miz and they put them together because I liked the story that was developing that Maurice was starting to write checks that the Miz's ass could not cash. That's what I really started to like was that Miz can't even control how angry Maurice is. And now she's getting him in trouble and getting in him into a fight with John Cena. I was starting to really like that aspect of but uh i just like yeah i like the way everything came together yeah i like like the stuff that's uh, coming together on that and they have five weeks to uh make it saucy if you will make it uh make it even more intriguing you know add layers to this and we'll see it next week um john cena taken out of the number one contenders battle royal out of the title picture uh he is he is going on to the direction of miz and maurice versus nikki bella and john cena i mean that one that one looks cemented almost like that's going to happen yeah and you know that's that's their crossover match that they have every year i like it it's better than some of the other things john cena could have been doing i i would much rather have seen john cena versus baron corbin just for what it would have meant and i think it would have been a really cool spotlight for baron corbin you could have done john cena and undertaker but i guess you don't have to if you think undertaker's coming back maybe they never do that match i don't know i think i think the program hinges on the miz and and how far they let him go in his promos and how I mean, if, if he can get that Daniel Bryan type fire that he gets, like on Talking Smack with John Cena, mm-hmm. then the, this program's gonna be fantastic. I, I, I think this could. I mean, I think this could put Miz into a new stratosphere if he if they do it right. They won't because I don't because I, John, say that. I mean, I mean, I'm, so cynical, let me man. temper that. I'm not. I'm not saying they're not gonna do it wrong. I, I'm not saying that, but John Cena's gonna get his lines in. It's going to be probably about John Cena and Nikki not getting married. They're going to have those little cheap shots, but this, but look, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing the build. I may just be booking it in my head a little bit too much of what it could be. Well, I, uh, I hope they do some of this in the uh, build up to it. I want to see some Maurice and John Cena face-offs. 
Ooh. Maurice and John Cena promo battle. Her in French, hopefully. Yes. Either way. <laughs> Either way. John Cena in French. Why not? <laughs> that would be awesome. Yes, it would be. Please. I mean, I'm not saying anything that's out of school here. I mean, this is uh, this is an exciting thing here. Um, I always liked Maurice in the ring, at least towards the end. Like, she was just getting into her prime when she left. She had some weird charisma going in the ring, and she she had some toughness to her. It was kind of like Emma, like Emma in the ring, and her she's just she's just tough. She looks in there like she wants to hurt you. Maurice kind of had a little bit of that. Like, she's not going in there soft. She's going in there to hurt you. Uh, so I'm excited for the uh, Maurice, John Cena, Miz, and Nikki Bella battle if it does come to fruition at WrestleMania. Uh, before we get into the rest of SmackDown, I wanted to take a moment to tell everyone out there about Blue Apron. We have talked about Blue Apron before. Uh, I got my February meals uh, over the weekend, and I made some delicious chicken Milanese with lemon potato salad, Jeff. And I posted a picture on Twitter at Shake Them Ropes. Uh, it was quite good. I, I don't know how to plate very well. But it didn't matter to me. It's all about the ingredients you get. It's all about the cooking of the food, and it's all about how it tastes. And it tasted great. Blue Apron is the number one fresh ingredient and recipe delivery service in the entire country. Their mission is to make incredible home cooking accessible to everyone. And as someone who does not like to go to the grocery store and spend a lot of time looking for ingredients, Blue Apron is a godsend. You can eat great food without spending a whole lot of time on it. Uh, some of the upcoming meals that are on the menu right now, cashew chicken stir fry with tango mandarins and jasmine rice. Even the names just make you like you go on to this Blue Apron website. And you can go on at blueapron.com slash shake. Jeff, you know, you've you've been using Blue Apron the last couple of months. They just make mm -hmm. it so easy to have better food than you're ever going to have by going to a fast food place or even trying to find all the ingredients for yourself. No, and I was yeah. They they measure it all out for you. Um, it's not completely idiot proof, but but for me, the the thing that really it was got me, it. it was super easy because I don't know how to cook and I don't know how to follow instructions. <laughs> I zested a lemon. No, um, I, I, the freshness of the proteins, the chicken, the beef, the shrimp, all were just spectacular. Look, I've always been one of those people that kind of scoff at. Oh, you can really taste the freshness of this. You know, when people get like organic tomatoes versus store-bought tomatoes. But in terms of the proteins, you can taste the difference. And I, I really liked it. And I thought you did a great job of plating. It, it beats my <laughs> job of plating. I throw, I throw mine into a big red plastic bowl and just shove yeah. it down my gullet. So, I, you know, I don't plate at all. So I thought I tried. I, I, was, uh, I was throwing it on the plate. Yeah, I was trying to make it uh, at least somewhat presentable. I mean, um, look, Lanz is going to show off because he's Mr. Restaurant. So, yep. you know, screw him. <laughs> no, he, he does a much better job at plating than I. Next time I'm going to make the food and then uh, ask Joe's directions on how to plate it. Um, but everyone out there, you now can support our show, support our sponsors, support them and get some really great food and get your first three meals free. You can check out this week's menu right now at blueapron.com slash shake. That's blueapron.com slash shake. And right now, just for listening to Shake Them Ropes and checking out that URL, you can get your first three meals free. Don't take our word for it. Go out and try Blue Apron right now. Pick out the types of foods you want. Get them delivered right to your door. You will love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron. So do not wait. Go to blueapron.com slash shake right now. Sign up. Get three meals free at blueapron.com slash shake. I actually ate my, uh, my chicken Milanese, and I like saying it just because I like – I never – 
I've never made chicken Milanese before. I used to just make chicken like either. I, I once made boiled chicken, true story. Super, Ew. Just, I know, super basic. Normally, I just throw the chicken breast on the grill and that's it and throw a couple of spices once they're cooked. And you know, it's okay, but it's not fancy like chicken Milanese. Yeah. Uh, but I, but I did, uh, I ate it while watching. I ate some of it. I had leftovers because they're quite healthy portions, by the way. I had leftovers during, uh, during the SmackDown show, this main event, this battle royal for the number one contendership to the WWE title. Uh, we had our final two. We had AJ Styles and Luke Harper, and they proceeded. Now, Jeff, try not to whine some more, please. <laughs> Think positive. Because again, SmackDown, super enjoyable this week. And we haven't even gotten to the best part of wrestling in the entire week, which is, which is coming up, this main event of Raw. But the main event of SmackDown, AJ Styles still at the top of the mountain. Luke Harper rising. The story, Luke Harper trying to get this title off of Bray Wyatt, his former best friend and leader, because Randy Orton's Bray Wyatt's new plaything, and Luke Harper's kind of upset. We had AJ Styles, Luke Harper, do the double finish a la Rock and Big Show from the Royal Rumble 2000. Didn't quite go off without a hitch. I mean, AJ right. Styles was down for like 18 minutes before Luke Harper finally got down to the mat. But hey, we got a draw. We're going to have Luke Harper and AJ Styles going one-on-one -on, -one on SmackDown next week, which is a cool match in itself. That'll be a fun match. It's like a first time ever, I think. I don't think they've been one-on-one -on -one, uh, in WWE. I'd hesitate to say they've ever been one-on-one -on -one period anywhere. But we're going to have AJ Styles, Luke Harper. That's super cool. I got to figure Luke Harper wins, even though there's still plenty of time until WrestleMania for something to happen. Uh, what do you think about this main event? And are you as hyped as I am for Luke Harper and AJ Styles? I'm, I'm looking forward to the match. I was not as high on the Battle Royal as some because personal taste. I, I WWE Battle Royals are fights that where a wrestling match breaks out. And that kind of bugs me. It takes me out of the suspension of reality, but you know, for what it was, it was good. Um, I, I just find it a little bit, you know, a little hokey watching guys lay down and watch guys do spots that that's, but that's, you know, that's, that's their style. I get it. Um, I thought the idea that they had for the finish could have been done. It just don't put the hard camera on there. Shoot it from the other side and say you didn't get the angle or you didn't get the shot or something happened because as it came off, the explanation was just downright false when it comes down to it because we saw AJ hit before Luke Harper. But so, did, we so see, they, did we see both of AJ's feet hit the ground? Maybe he landed on one foot and that right foot never hit the ground until <laughs> Luke Harper finally did, came down. Did you watch Talking Smack? I did not actually watch oh, you, Talking Smack. It's okay. on too late. I, oh, I love Talking Smack, but it's on too late. If it was right after SmackDown, maybe I'd watch it. But I watch it first thing in the morning when I get up. Yeah. And AJ brought up this point. He's like, well, what? So, so I could just like hop on one foot outside, you know, and, and still be in. Yes. Yes. I mean, we've seen that happen. We saw Kofi Kingston walking his two hands. It's not like yeah, football well, that's where what it's Daniel, the elbow well, counts. That's what, yeah. That's what Daniel Bryan was bringing up with him. It was, it was a total, you know, I mean, they knew what happened when they went to talking smack and they made light of it, but. Do you think that think, comes into play on SmackDown next week is that they uh, that AJ Styles, I don't know how you could do it with AJ Styles kind of being the heel uh, because he was the one out first. If it was Luke Harper who went all the way down, you could have AJ Styles play this up as more of his anger against Shane McMahon, right? But I, I don't know how they how they use this. 
as some type I think of it's fuel. Probably a, probably, I think it's probably a botch finish of some kind where Bray or Randy interfere and start beating up Luke Harper, and then AJ ends up getting DQ'd and then can't get back in the match somehow. Right, but they're not going to play up the actual fact that AJ Styles hit first. Oh, no. Like no, 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 they're, they're, this is, this is, uh, this is already over and done with in the story. They're just going to say, they're going to, they're going to cut and say they, there was a tie. They're not even going to do a replay of it next week. Just forget about it. Yeah. Cause it, it was pretty blatant that AJ, uh, AJ Styles hit first. It's an idea that looks good on paper. And then you think of the physics of it and you go, well, someone's going to have to do it perfectly. I just hope that, you know, like Harper doesn't get dinged for not being able to fall at the same time as another person because that's almost theoretically impossible yeah it it didn't hurt i mean it's not like people were chanting like no it wasn't at them announcing it was a tie or something like that it could have true i I think it'll be uh you know the analyzation about aj styles hitting first it's just one of those things like haha yeah aj styles hit first but that's not the story and we move on and we move on uh but i I thought overall the uh, top to bottom the show was newsworthy uh, mm-hmm. The show had great progression towards WrestleMania. Uh, all the wrestling was fun, and I liked how they introduced us fully to the uh, John Cena, Miz, Nikki Bella, and Maurice type of uh, storyline going on there. And I'll repeat, I liked the vignettes, even if they yeah. were, even if yeah. a couple of them were hokey. I mean, like that Dolph Ziggler kicking the uh, green screen slash CGI was the, the, was a uh, bit much. Super kick to the screen and it falls down. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, I'm super scared. But I liked, Dolph but I liked the effort that everybody talked into the camera because I mean, even at its campiest in the WWF, when you had all these you know gregarious characters that were basically gimmicks, I mean, you still had that connection of they were talking directly to you as opposed to talking off, staring off into the distance. Yeah, they're trying to sell us into why we should pay for the show and go to yeah. the show. They're talking like to it. me. Mm-hmm. It's uh, Howard Stern always says that, that when he's on the radio, he's imagining he's talking to one person. Like, you should yeah. be talking to that specific person because I, as a viewer, am seeing this person talk directly to me. I don't care that, you know, everyone else is watching this show also. I'm just seeing that someone is directing their stuff at me. And it's yeah, when they're the looking, TV show. Yeah, when they're looking into the lens, they're they're really making eye contact with the viewer and that's how you should talk to people. Even though I've had trouble with that in my real life, it's, I think it's one of the things that takes people out of these characters is that they're not looking direct. I mean, that it's filmed kind of as a show within a show and they're just kind of looking off at a, at an X on a wall, as opposed to right directly into the camera lens. Mm -hmm. I, that is SmackDown. SmackDown was a really fun show. I like mm-hmm. it. We're going to talk about this Raw show. We still got our top 100 match, Shawn Michaels, Undertaker, uh, to get into in a little bit. Um, I want to get into an NXT spoiler here really quick. Okay. They're taping, uh, they're taping some television episodes as we lead up to WrestleMania at the University of Central Florida uh, tonight as this show is ongoing. Um, interesting kind of inner show storyline going on. We had the a return vignette last week on the NXT television show that Cassius Ono is coming back. Uh, it's official. He's on his way back. Uh, he's been at a couple of live events already. He's been on a couple of TV tapings already, but that was the first time where you really saw that, hey, Cassius Ono is coming back to NXT. He made his he, debut tonight. And, and he, did he make his debut on the television show tonight? Because I haven't watched the TV show yet. Yes, he did. I, I I finished right before the show. Yeah, he came in and attacked Bobby, or he came in to challenge Bobby Roode, and Bobby Roode attacked him. Yeah, because that was, I believe, what was set up as the. Uh, I believe they're taping that match tonight 
at the University of Central Florida, supposed to be Cash okay. Sono and Bobby Roode for the NXT title, uh, which was interesting because I thought they would have held that off till uh, TakeOver, um, unless they are going to do what my uh, my thought was a couple of weeks ago, that I know Bobby Roode was the champion, but them doing Cash Sono and Shinsuke Nakamura at TakeOver makes all the sense in the world, and especially as the main event of the show. So possibly, I wonder if Cassius Ono somehow gets the NXT championship. Maybe, maybe tonight, or maybe they don't do that match at uh, at Takeover. Uh, but that's not the spoiler I wanted to talk about. Spoiler I wanted to talk about is that Cassius Ono and the Drifter wrestled in a loser leaves town match tonight at the tapings at the UCF Arena. The Drifter losing a loser leaves oh. NXT match. Finally, our national nightmare is over. He's gone. We'll never have to see him again. Yeah, except on Raw or SmackDown. Oh, damn it. No. First of all, made me super happy because the Drifter, I mean, has has outshone those boys in NXT for so long that I was wondering why do they keep holding him back? I mean, listen, this guy, this Drifter, has got main event potential. It's oozing out of him. It's oozing out of his out of his pores and his hair. That's why his hair glistens. It's not oil. It's not wetness. It's glory oozing out of this guy's hair. (laughs) The drifter on the main roster, over under on him winning the WWE title, will set it at six months. (laughs) Over? Oh, yeah, 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 you may be right. You may be right on that one. Uh, But very interesting, the drifter in Cassisono in a loser leaves NXT, the whole angle was set up apparently by... Uh, the drifter making fun of Cassius Ono leaving before and that his NXT career might be over before it even gets restarted. Um, obviously, Cassius Ono taking shots at the drifter that he's stale and he's been there too long. And they did the uh, Loser Leaves NXT match. And I, I wonder, because this match won't air for several weeks, that maybe the drifter shows up in this Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal and he's just the next Baron Corbin. Or did they tell him something like that and they're going to fire him next week? I can see them firing him, but he's I a tall not. guy. I can see them. I can see them bringing him in as a member of the Wyatt family. Just because and of the look. I mean, yeah. Well, the look and the size. Yeah. And you know, make everybody a member of the Wyatt family. What the heck? Just make <laughs> him an actual effective cult leader. Finally. And on his way, <laughs> everybody becomes, you know, Becky Lynch becomes a member. Sure. Why not? Just everybody. I was looking at, uh, so I was doing our research for our top 100 match. And because it is our last match, we're at number one on the countdown. I was looking back at the uh, number 100 match, the the whole, the match that kicked off our top 100 countdown, the Chris Jericho, Jericho versus Triple H. Triple H, yep, fully loaded 2000. And I was looking uh, back then, I did show notes. I did like the timestamps for our shows. You actually and, worked. I remember that. Yeah, for, for four minutes <laughs> on Shake Them Ropes number 50, STR 50 is when we got this going back in November of 2014. Uh, so two and a half years ago, uh, when we first started on shake them ropes, episode 50 for four minutes, we talked about how Rowan was the most improved wrestler of 2014. Oh dear Lord. <laughs> Life comes at you fast. And that um... segment, that segment, by the way, came right directly after 11 minutes of us talking about Luke Harper and the Ryback. Oh, yeah, because I was probably on a Luke Harper kick. Look how far we've come, everybody. Yeah, we the, no longer talk about Ryback. Minutes, 
Yeah, the first four minutes of our show is titled Interspecies Wrestling in WWE. <laughs> what were we doing? <laughs> you were coming up with that angle, I think. I don't know what was happening there. That, that's that, totally your sense of humor. It was also the uh, month that Finn Balor debuted on NXT TV, so quite an exciting right. time. Mm-hmm. Finn Balor. Finn Balor should be in the Wyatt family. Why not? Put them all in there. Just put everyone in the Wyatt family. Sure. Uh, anyway, Raw ended with one of the greatest matches I've ever seen in my life. Okay. I thought you were going to continue. Braun Strowman, Big Show. Uh, I didn't know what was going to happen here. I thought maybe this was where they uh, introduced Shaq. So somehow Big Show wins. But then I'm thinking, man, Braun Strowman sure would be losing a lot out of nowhere uh, for, for someone who was getting such a big push. I got news for you. I don't think this Shaq match is going down. It's It seems really weird. Like, they haven't mentioned it at all, but Big Show keeps calling out Shaq. Like, well, Big Show, when he's posting all his pictures about himself in the gym, keeps mentioning and tagging in Shaq. Like, are we going to do this, big man? Like, do you think Big Show knows that the Shaq match isn't on the books, so he's trying to call out Shaq and get it? Part of me thinks it's a directive from the company to to, to kind of clown Shaq because if you've seen Shaq on these TNT shows he's uh he's enjoying retirement let's put it that way he's gained a little weight he doesn't look like he's been working out very hard for this match and if you look at Big Show brother's got abs now I mean he looks great in these photos that he's posted it's the best shape he's been in since WCW He's in even better shape than he was in WCW. He's in better shape. He's not as athletic. He's not as as athletic. Don't get me wrong. Because he was younger. He was like 25 then. But he was a baby in WCW. But he wasn't he wasn't jacked. I mean, he wasn't uh, you know, I mean he was strong, but he wasn't like power lifting like he is now. I mean, now he's got that kind of old man strength thing going. And and you know, I I don't know if this thing goes off or not, to be honest with you. They may, they may make a change of plans here. Yeah, it might, it might not be happening. Maybe big show gets stuck in another battle Royal. I don't know. Uh, But uh, this Braun Strowman, big show match, I'm going in like, what are they going to do? Like, let's watch this thing. And then it just turned into this awesome big man match. Uh, Mm -hmm. Braun Strowman showing a lot of quickness, big show looking more motivated than he has in a while. And then the uh, the finish with the most dangerous uh, the most dangerous running power slam that Braun Strowman may have ever attempted. Yeah, and and, and think you know, thankfully uh, to Big Show, Big Show gave him the opportunity. Big Show trusted him enough to do this, and he wasn't at the end of the day let down because Braun Strowman did at least know what to do, and Braun didn't try to hold on to it too long. Like he just went down with it, made Big, Big Show land as safely as he could. Uh, but this match had a lot of ups and downs. I didn't know who was going to win. Like, it's unpredictable. Braun Come Strowman on. gets the win, looks like a world beater. I, I didn't know if Braun Strowman would win. Like, I, I went in there a lot thinking that Big Show might take this one for whatever reason. Um, but Braun Strowman gets the win. The crowd was up in, uh, up for it the whole time. This was a legit main event to a show. If this match happened at WrestleMania, it would have been a really good WrestleMania match. This match I, was yeah. awesome. And I think Big Show made him look like a million bucks. He he bumped like a madman for him. I thought he was great in this match. Not to take anything away from Braun, but a lot of wrestling is, is the old improv maxim, make the other guy look good. And I think Big Show made him look great. 
Um, <laughs> I don't know what it says about Roman coming in fresh and just getting the holy crap knocked out of him after Braun goes through a match like that. But well, Roman Reigns, seen, he was the dick. You, First of all, yeah. he waited that whole match. I, Braun Strowman's going toe to toe with the strongest man on earth. And, and after 15 minutes, Braun Strowman's got to be tired. He, he wasted, he didn't waste it, but he gave all his energy to try and beat big show valiantly. By the way, there was no shenanigans in this Braun Strowman beat the bigger man up and pinned him one, two, three. And then Roman Reigns strolls on down fresh as a daisy and tries to attack Braun Strowman and still can't do it with all of energy sapped out of Braun Strowman. Braun still got the upper hand on Roman Reigns. Like Roman Reigns, you are not only a douche, you are a weak douche. <laughs> hear me hear me roman this, guy, this is roman reigns this guy no, really? and, and, and they're doing and they're doing the worst build in the world for reigns for me and when they do the single star takes out the tag team champs build i just oh i cringe at that so much because it just kills your tag team credibility but yeah no i, I back to the match at least well, first Rather of all, on the, on Roman, the I think credit. I think Braun Braun was great here too. So I yeah, mean, no, I, I, I really Braun did. Enjoy. And if and if you had, did you see the the uh, tape from or like the videos from the house show, where Braun's like doing like lucha flips and stuff, trying to get out of arm bars? Well, this is the I, thing or, that like, I really love about Braun is that yes, a lot of the stuff he does on TV, he's tried on house shows first, but that's not a problem. That's a good thing. This oh, guy no, no, is no, 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 no. I was house shows. I just knew then that he's. He's far more impressive than what we've seen yeah, so far. And they let him and they let him do it. Yeah. His gimmick, his gimmick is big guy. He's not going to be doing all these things. A lot of the people think that Braun Strowman can't wrestle because he doesn't do all this stuff. No, it's because not that's not what his story is. That's not what his gimmick is. He's not supposed to be going right. out there and being a mat technician. Yeah, sometimes he'll bust out a couple of things, but let's face it, Braun Strowman was the small guy in this match. He can do wow, the small guy true. stuff. Yeah. He's a small guy. I mean, he's not Big Show size. No one is. Big Show is the largest man ever to live on the earth. <laughs> In history. And Braun Strowman defeated him with ease, mind you. Well, it wasn't really with ease. I mean, between this, and, between this and the Mark Henry match, they're doing the right things with Braun. Yeah, no, uh, Braun Strowman is looking cool. I, I went back and I tweeted out the link. We, uh, we had a special episode of Shake Them Ropes I think two years ago, a year and a half ago, maybe with uh, Nick Dinsmore, Eugene from WWE. Nick Dinsmore right. at the time was teaching the beginners class uh, or helping teach the beginners class at the performance center when I visited. And Braun Strowman was in that beginners class at the performance center. Braun Strowman, by the way, never left the beginners class. He joined WWE's main roster out of the beginners class at the performance center. And I remember and talking to Nick Dinsmore. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, did Nick Dinsmore get fired like the next week? Yes, he did. I, I caused the <laughs> downfall of Nick Dinsmore's WWE career. Um, but anyway, Nick Dinsmore uh, came on our show and I asked him, you know, who are the guys at the performance center that you see, you know, being the next big things? And, you know, he started off by saying there's a lot of great things to see in Chad Gable and some different guys. He, you know, he mentioned Elias Sampson. Basically, he ran down the list of all the people who were in his beginner's class, which is fine. You know, he's he's touting his favorites, his his pupils, if you will. Uh, but the one guy he singled out as like this guy is going to be a big deal was Braun Strowman. And this is at a time where I'm thinking, OK, Braun Strowman looks goofy when he's in the Adam Rose party, but. He's not, I, I, who's, who's to think he's ever going to really be that big of a deal. This is 
when he's first starting at the performance center and here we are two years later and with more experience with a solid focused on gimmick this braun Strowman is a big part of raw one of the biggest parts of raw and he's not being over pushed like roman reigns is he's not getting that crowd backlash if anything this guy's going to get more and more crowd support over the next few months and braun Strowman has the potential one day of being an ultra mega over babyface Yes, as long as they don't make him a comedy character, that that that's the only thing that would be the kiss of death. But yeah, no, he could be a destructive babyface, kind of like how Andre was for a while. But I think the money in him is is as a heel. I'm not trying to say this guy's going to be the next Hulk Hogan, but he can be the next Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Did I go too far? A little I may bit. have gone too far. But you know, the guy comes out here, everyone believes he has the power to beat up anyone. You put him in there with a uh, with a big show. I think he has the potential to be an Andre Big John stud number two in yeah. the company, but in Vince McMahon's wheelhouse, he's looking for the handsome Jack leading man to be the number one always. Well, he seems to like this Braun Strowman quite a bit. And I'll tell you, Braun Strowman's bringing the good so far. He's been one of the best parts of Raw the last, what, three, four months at least? To me, anyway. He was the best part of this Raw. I mean, that Raw was the Braun Strowman big show show. And I Agreed. loved it. It was the best thing on WWE TV this week. Is there something you like better? Um, I really liked that SmackDown, the first three quarters of it. So, I mean, but yeah, no, I liked that. It was a good week of television, I thought. I liked uh, yeah. the Kevin Owens interview. I liked the, Bro- the Brock interview. I thought the Bailey-Charlotte uh, or the Sasha Banks-Charlotte match was fine. I mean, you know, I thought, I thought it was a good, good week for both shows, honestly. I liked it a lot. I'm trying to uh, see if anything big of note has happened on the old uh, NXT tapings. Ah. As I'm looking for that, what else on WWE TV this week? Like Raw was a, uh, I mean, Kevin Owens getting back to his own self. You know, he opens up the show with a promo that uh, my girlfriend thought was absolutely horrible acting. Hmm. But everyone else seems to be interested because that's what Kevin, Kevin Owens is. Kevin Owens is, uh, I mean, he goes in there. He seems focused. The Chris Jericho thing is over for the time being until Chris Jericho comes back, and that's his WrestleMania match. Um, I I like the Kevin Owens getting back into his own. Getting, He's going in as this, as this tough guy, doesn't care about anyone heel, heading into the Goldberg match, trying to do the best they can with this Goldberg match because you only have a week and a half left. And uh, I'm, I'm interested in Kevin Owens' Goldberg, I got to say. I mean, I, I hope Kevin Owens is right in this promo that he's spewing. I hope it's not a short affair. I want to see how Goldberg can do in, in what, dare I say, five minutes. Like, imagine this going 10, and I don't know about that. I don't think it's going to go one, but you give five minutes of Goldberg in the ring, we're going to find out a lot about Goldberg heading into WrestleMania with five minutes. Can I be a guy who really kind of likes this informal partnership of Kevin Owens and Samoa Joe a lot and want more of it? Do you think do you think them going on to the uh they're not even rumors I would say it was just speculation that maybe it'll happen and it's getting it's growing steam out there. You think there might be something to the stable idea that Triple H is is grooming Kevin Owens and Samoa Joe to be like some sort of team in any way or some sort of stable? Or is it just uh you know these these guys have their connections. They're not in line with each other, but they have their connections to Triple H. They have their that makes them indirect connections uh, between themselves. But it's not like they're going out there with all the same motivations. 
I wouldn't mind a stable. I just, I just have a problem with Triple H being the center of it. And I don't think that he wouldn't be the center of it and he wouldn't be the most dominating personality on it. Like, I love me some stables. But the way WWE has always done stables is there's a star and there's cannon fodder. Even even when doing Evolution, it was like that. So I I hesitate to say I want Triple H at the center of this, but I'd like Triple H to be the puppet master, sure. I I am at they are taping they are taping right now the Bobby Roode versus Chris uh, Cassius Ono NXT Championship match. They are taping it right now as we speak. Um, spoiler time. Cut ahead one minute if you don't want to know spoilers for NXT TV. Ruby Riot has debuted on television. This is the former Heidi Lovelace. Okay. Uh, she is she is joined, if you will, the Roderick Strong and No Way Jose and Ty Dillinger team, and they're doing a four-way at TakeOver. Sanity versus uh, Ruby Riot, Strong, No Way Jose, and uh, the other one, Ty Dillinger. I'll take Nikki Storm and, and, and Heidi Lovelace. Oh, yeah. I like sure. I like it. Give me. Give me. I like it. I, I guess I don't know if they're doing a four-way for sure. It just seems like everything's leading to some type of uh, some type of group faction like that. Maybe they just do Nikki Storm versus uh, Ruby Riot, and then they do the three-on-three. Three. I don't know. Uh, but they are taping the Cassius Ono, so maybe if we if we uh, get to the stall. end of that match before our show. <laughs> not stall. Not stall. Okay. I don't want to stall. I'm not going to – I'm not at the mercy – of an NXT title match being taped, <laughs> sir. This is my show. I'm not. What if Tino comes out? What if Tino comes out and gets the belt, Rob? Then your dream boat has has finally the boyhood dream has been achieved. I tell you what, that would be all the range of emotions. If if uh, the Drifter <laughs> leaves NXT on the same night Tino arrives, I won't know what, what to think. I, I also want to think. You. Look, I can't. I can't mock you for that since I got weepy during Sasha and Bailey's title wins on NXT. So. Yeah, you're a goober. I am. You're a goober. I want to. I appreciate uh, Sean Ross Sapp, friend of the show on Twitter, uh, sent his condolences to me uh, for the Drifters' demise in NXT. I want to thank everyone who reached out to me uh, with the Drifter <laughs> losing his job in this time of need for you. I want to. I want to thank everyone who consoled me for <laughs> this this Drifter character who seemingly has no job. He just drifts around. Lost his job. And now, now what is he going to do? I mean, his whole way of life is over. What is he going to do now? Drift away? Drift somewhere? Play his guitar for pocket change? What kind of life is that? Oh, you mean the life he's been leading the last year? Yes. I guess. Okay. <laughs> I see. Well, this, this long road, Jeff, is, is winding to an end here. Mm. Our top 100 matches to see on WWE Network before you die. This was the WWE.com list. When this list came out, we started talking about the matches from 100 to 1. We are finally at number 1. Like I said earlier in the show, this uh, this countdown started in November. November 18th, to be exact, of 2014 with Triple H and Chris Jericho from, from Fully Loaded 2000. Uh, we saw a lot of matches on the way, a lot of different promotions. Uh, from Mid-South to to uh, the NWA, to WCW, to ECW. Um, did we have, I don't think we had an OVW matchup. For some reason, I'm remembering an OVW match, but I don't think that's the case. But anyway. No, and we didn't, we didn't have a Mid-South match either. But that's we didn't? Nope. NWA Mid-Atlantic? 
Mid-Atlantic, yes. Yeah, that's that what I'm thinking of. Okay. Anyway, a lot of matches down the road. And we end with WrestleMania's 25th anniversary. WrestleMania 25. Not the main event of the show, but going into the actual Mania 25 pay-per-view, I don't know if there has been a Mania, maybe in history, at least in recent memory, where there was so much talk about a true main event that wasn't actually main eventing the show as there was going into WrestleMania 25. The actual main event, Triple H and Randy Orton for the world title, no one saw that as the most important match. They had been giving this match a lot of time on pay-per-view. Of course they would, or a lot of time on Raw, because of course it's a Triple H match. It's also the main event of WrestleMania. But there was a lot of goofiness to it. I saw Undertaker and Shawn Michaels being the last match in the show. I saw this one being the most important match in the show. I'm not alone. This was the real main event, and boy, I mean, hell, it's number one on our countdown. This match delivered like no other. Is this the widest chasm between hokey build and awesome match on our countdown? It had a lot of... The whole heaven and hell thing. But that led to some great entrances, though. True. True. I, I will give it that. Look, the moment that I continually replayed and reverse and replayed and reverse was, of course, the the guy who really just did, did not get his just due from the WWE after this match, that Sim Snooker as the cameraman taking that vertical dive from Undertaker. Well, he didn't, didn't really... get quite get all of it. No, he didn't oh, take any one. of it. Yeah, I mean, Undertaker that, did a handstand. He landed on his head. Oh man, and the audible crunch yeah. it, it wasn't deuce's fault either by the way i mean deuce was where he was he was pulled in by triple or by uh sean michaels yeah that that is the spot that a lot of people remember a spot that a lot of people talk about it's also a spot that that has a lot of uh it's a fence spot if you will a lot of people loved it say it added to the match that was one hell of a count out finish because i i know there are people that told me they thought that count out was actually going to be a count out that Undertaker mm-hmm. might lose the uh, lose the match because of a count out, or at least, at the very least, it might be a count out spot, and then some type of general manager comes in and says, "No, Undertaker's not going to lose that way. Let it keep going." Blah blah blah. Either way, that count out spot was very divisive. A lot of people loved it. Some people thought it dragged the match down and it hurt the hurt the belief into the match because there was a long pause between that spot and any more resumption in the action. <laughs> Uh, okay. Where did you fall on that long, long countout spot with the, oh my God, is Undertaker dead type of feeling? I thought it was probably necessary, given the way he landed, that it take that long to start the count. Because there was a nice long pause before he started the count. Um, oh, a huge. I mean, it was forever before the actual countout started. I, I agree it dragged it a little bit, but I didn't mind it. Because I, I think... Didn't. I mean, the story that led up to that moment was great with, you know, the beginning where Undertaker's trying to hit the one heavy shot versus the guy who's trying to kill you with the thousand paper cuts and Shawn Michaels just trying to chop him to death. I liked the callback to the flare match. I liked the callback to all of Undertaker's finishers. Yeah, no, this, I mean, this is, I mean, you, you said before, this match is number one for a reason. Um, I'm not sure if it's the best match in WWE history, but it's very, very close. It's, it's, it's top five, I would say. Maybe even top three. 
in terms of matches on the network that are my personal favorite. So yeah, no, I, I had no problem with this spot. The match itself goes a half an hour. Um, went super quick at the time. Uh, it was it was a Hulk Hogan rock effect from WrestleMania 18 to me because I didn't get I, I cared even less about Randy Orton and Triple H afterwards. And you didn't even just have that. You had uh, John Cena in the World Heavyweight Championship match uh, that also came after Undertaker Shawn Michaels. And I don't remember, I barely remember that match ever even existing. The John Cena versus Edge versus Big Show uh, affair. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. right? I, this this WrestleMania was kind of momentum uh, momentous for a couple of reasons. Not only the Undertaker Shawn Michaels match, uh, but you had the retirement of JBL on the show with Rey Mysterio beating him in 21 seconds. You want to you talk about a long break. That break between when, when JBL loses and when he's going to, I have something to say, and he's just kind of milking it. That was longer yeah, than that. Undertaker on the ground. This was also uh, the return of Ricky Steamboat, the Chris Jericho-Ricky Steamboat uh, elimination match. Uh, oh, yeah. And then Ricky Steamboat got a few singles matches out of this. Um and almost it, died afterwards yeah, because of yeah, the next almost, thing. Almost yeah. died because of it, but so what? Uh, it was also CM Punk winning Money in the Bank uh, for the second time, I believe, was this show, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, second time. Uh, so CM Punk winning Money in the Bank again, uh, which really kicked off the future career of CM Punk in WWE. Uh, yeah, this was a uh, this was an interesting show for a lot of different reasons, least of which were for the two real main events because this Undertaker-Shawn Michaels match blew the roof off the place. It didn't hurt that it was happening in Houston, Texas. So it was happening in a state where Undertaker and Shawn Michaels both call home. Like the crowd was super into this. It was Mr. WrestleMania versus the streak. This was the 17th win at WrestleMania for the Undertaker. Uh, I I never thought that Shawn Michaels was going to lose, but this was certainly, or going to win, I should say. But this was certainly one of those matches where you forget about the streak. You're just watching this one match. You forget where it's happening. You forget about the streak. You forget about all of the variables outside. And you start seeing some of these near falls for Shawn Michaels. And you just start thinking, okay, maybe this is uh, where Shawn Michaels wins it. And it just didn't happen. Yeah, I'm trying to remember the chatter back then because I think... This is even the rumors where, well, wow, this might be The Undertaker's last WrestleMania. Ha, 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 ha. Um, well, and yeah, they made Led like Sean. There, yeah. there was some stuff, I think, for the fact that it was happening in Texas. Does Undertaker lose on the 25th anniversary and just kind of go home? Like, does he lose in Texas? And yeah, yeah every year it seems like is this his last one. There, are cert- there have been certain opponents. I mean, no one thought CM Punk was going to win against the no. undertaker no no nobody thought there was a chance in hell especially when when paul bear died I, I yeah there was no chance he was going to win that one but then again yeah and nobody thought brock was going to break the streak yeah but you could yeah i, I don't think anyone thought brock was going to win so there's certain been some matches there where undertaker was like no way he loses but even the next year not everyone thought Shawn michaels was actually retiring uh and that's the cool thing about this wrestlemania 25 match it was the start of another year-long storyline uh, yeah, with Shawn Michaels and Undertaker 2, and you had uh, career versus uh, streak, I believe it was. I don't think Undertaker was putting his career up, too. No, no, Raw, the Raw after this. Uh, yeah. yeah, Shawn Michaels comes out and says, I want to rematch. I'll put my career on the line. I, and I know I can beat you. I know I can beat you. And then, of course, and then of course, the matches were so... I don't... It wasn't the very oh, next it wasn't? Party, I was thought it? it was. My fault. I, th- okay. I thought it was many months down. I, I think it wasn't until, like, the Slammies. You like might was, be right. It was a few months before WrestleMania where he's like, you know what? He was like giving the slammy for his match of the year. I I, I, I vaguely remember it, but it almost seems like super clear where it was the slammies in December 
uh, of that year. And he was talking about the match of the year. They had one match of the year or something like that. And he's like, oh, it, it really it really grinds my gears. I can beat you, Undertaker. I can do it. I can do it. Let's do it again. And Undertaker yeah. wouldn't do it. Undertaker wouldn't wrestle. It was Remember, it was Triple H who had to get like Undertaker back into wrestling Shawn Michaels. Oh, the secret plan. Yeah, <laughs> no, and I just remembered it not only grinded Shawn Michaels' gears, but I think the matches got so much publicity. Triple H goes, I could have two matches like that. Sure. Yep, and then he went and tried it. And I, the first Triple H Undertaker match was a lot alike to the first yeah. Shawn Michaels Undertaker match. It was almost, you know, the same match. Mm-hmm. I liked uh, I liked Undertaker and and HBK here. Uh, definitely worthy of the top spot. It's worthy of the top spot. It wouldn't be my number one because I've said it on this very show. Kurt Angle and Shawn Michaels from WrestleMania 21 is my favorite match. But I can also admit. This match at 25 oh, yeah. meant a whole lot more. Yeah, no, and 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 for what the WWE was trying to do in terms of its must-see matches, this yeah, this this holds the top spot and it deserved deservedly so, in my opinion. And what are we really doing cool. next week? <laughs> um later, well, later in the uh do you remember so NBC has this contract obviously with WWE and NBC was doing Saturday night's main event and then they stopped doing that and now they air like once a year the hour-long they air tribute to the troops, but they air the hour long WrestleMania special, like where they do yeah. the biggest matches of WrestleMania with music in the background. And it's like a movie experience. Mm-hmm. I remember specifically watching that WrestleMania special on NBC because I wanted to see this match again with the theatrics, with the music behind it. And it delivered triple eight or Shawn Michaels undertaker from this WrestleMania is one of the most visually appealing matches of all time mm-hmm. in WWE one of the most historic matches, one of the most meaningful matches. Um, I don't know if any other match on this countdown checks every single box that Undertaker, Shawn Michaels. This is definitely, to me, worthy of the number one. Um, and it, it's it's funny that it just happens at the end of Shawn Michaels' career. I mean, it happens towards the end of Undertaker's career, happens towards the end of Shawn Michaels' career. Like, these two guys were way past their primes, but Shawn Michaels just never stopped doing what he did best. All yeah, and he end. didn't. And, well, he also didn't stick around too long. Also, and and look, the you know, for all the issues he had early in his career, and also with the back injury, taking those couple years off probably did him a lot of good in terms of at least adjusting his style somehow. But I wouldn't say his style was safer once he came back. I but I think the safer, yeah. but 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 I think but I think getting off the road for a few years definitely did some good for his body. Yeah. Oh, oh, for sure. It's uh, it added to the longevity. I mean, it was four yes, four less years on the road, just killing himself. Mm-hmm. Let him to refresh a little bit. Any injuries he may have had get to uh, get to heal before he keeps going on the road. So yeah, I mean, those four years he took off helped these matches even happen. So that's a good thing, because yeah, the, Shawn Michaels wrestling into the late two thousand, uh, that first decade in the two thousands doesn't happen i don't think if he's still wrestling those four years in the late 90s yeah and if he's doing like the 300 nights on the road a year and doing the overseas tours and things like that yeah i don't i don't see that happening yeah um but you uh you asked about next week so next week of course on episode 198 we will do our fast lane preview because fast lane is coming up jeff Mm. fast lane preview um i will make one final check here uh, to see if anything has happened on the NXT show with... While you me. check, I'm going to do okay. a show plug. Yeah. Oh, you do a show if plug, you, yes. 
yes, if you are in the North Carolina area for some reason this weekend, Saturday night in Carborough, North Carolina, which is right near Chapel Hill at the University of North Carolina, at the Arts Center in Carborough, as part of the North Carolina Comedy Arts Fest, I am doing an improv show with my partner, Brian O'Connell, also a wrestling fan, known as Billy Hawk, at 7.30 on Saturday night. And you can get tickets at nccomedyarts.com. Come by and say hi if you decide to come to the show. Bobby Roode won? Here it comes again. Lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.